Welcome to episode 180 of the Fredcast Cycling Podcast for June 21st, 2011. My name is David, and I'm a Fred. Hey, fellow Freds, welcome to this week's episode of the Fredcast, sort of a special episode of the Fredcast. We are here in Deer Valley, not far from my home in Park City, Utah, for Press Camp. Some of you may recall that we were here at Press Camp last year. We're back again, and we're going to have three great shows with interviews from Press Camp. But first, this week's episode of the Fredcast is brought to you by Jensen USA. Go to JensenUSA.com slash the Fredcast to find great selection, fantastic prices, and unparalleled customer service. Right now, Jensen USA has some amazing deals on Shimano wheel sets, including a Shimano 6600 Altegra wheel set, normally $650, now just $275. Get them while they last because Jensen USA tells me that they have a limited supply of this amazing deal on the Shimano 6600 Altegra wheels. Once again, go to JensenUSA.com slash the Fredcast or go to thefredcast.com and click on the Jensen USA link on the right-hand side of the page where you'll see a picture of those Shimano wheels. We thank JensenUSA.com so much for their support of the Fredcast, and we thank you for your support of Jensen USA. Well, once again, as I mentioned, we are here in beautiful Deer Valley, Utah, where it's finally stopped snowing, and the sun is out, the sky is blue, and there are a ton of brands from the bike industry here in Deer Valley to showcase their newest products to the cycling media. And I have already had some really fantastic meetings with a number of different brands. I've got some interviews here for you on the show today that I'll be bringing to you one after the other. I also have a video that Carlton Reed from BikeBiz.com shot of me with the guys from Saris and Cyclops talking about some of their new products, and I'll be putting a link in the show notes to that and also putting the video up at thefredcast.com. Also on thefredcast.com are just a sampling of photos from Press Camp and some of the products that we've been talking about. So go ahead and check it out at www.thefredcast.com. Meanwhile, here are my interviews from day one of Bike Press Camp in Deer Valley, Utah. Enjoy, and I will see you on the next episode of The Fredcast. Back at Press Camp, we're in the Laser Suite. I'm talking to Brian. I know normally you hear the name Chris. You'll hear him in a minute, but... Um, Brian is showing me something completely new for laser because everyone thinks of laser as a helmet company. But all of a sudden, you're making something very different. Tell everybody what it is. Laser is a helmet company, but laser is now has a vision division. And so we've come out with a full range of sunglasses to complement the laser helmet line. I like that vision division. I just like the way that rolls off the, off the, the, the tongue. Uh, so uh, how many different uh, models of sunglasses have you come out with? And even more importantly... What was the vision behind um, laser getting into sunglasses? We have uh, our initial offering is going to be five different styles. Um, the idea was that the the guys at Laser um, wanted to protect the entire face, the entire top you know top half of the of the body. So we've got the head covered. Um, they want to cover the eyes. Um, so 
it was something that was going to complement the helmets, fit with the helmets, um, but then still retain the safety aspects that Laser has with their helmets. Um, and that was really the ideas with you know, coming up with the with the eyewear line. So now with the eyewear line, you've got uh, complementary glasses for your laser helmet. Uh, take me through the, the line and, and give everybody a description. Of course, it's audio, and I'll have pictures on the site. But give everybody a description of what the different models are and price points and features. Absolutely. So I'll start out with the solid state. So we've named everything after lasers because we're clever. Um, we'll start out with the solid state, which is going to be a shield lens, uh, interchangeable piece. Uh, comes with three lenses, uh, a hard case, and a cleaning bag. Uh, you've got adjustable temples, uh, and it also can accommodate a prescription adapter for those that need it. Um, this is going to be between a $70 and $90 retail piece. Um, like I say, we have it as an interchangeable. We also offer it as a photochromic, where we have two different photochromic lenses um, that we'll offer with this piece. So the same, same price point on the photochromic as well? The photochromics are going to be on the $90, so those are the more expensive ones. $70 for the interchangeables, $90 for the photochromics. The photochromics are neat. Um, we'll have two different tints. One is going to be a clear to smoke, which is a pretty standard tint. The second one, though, however, is going to be a melanin photochromic um, lens. So it's going to be a little bit darker lens. Um, it's got a brown tint to it. The neat thing with it, though, is it has a synthetic melanin that's injected into the lens, um, which is the same thing that's in your skin and the pigments in your skin that protect you against uh, UV rays. Um, the, the effect is it equates to wearing 140 SPF sunblock, but it's for your eyes. Um, so that's really neat, and that'll be the same price as a $90 retail piece. Yep. The second one is the Argon, um, which is going to be similar styling features to the solid state. It's a little bit larger fit, and it's a dual lens as opposed to the shield lens. Um, still adjustable temples, adjustable nose piece, and then it comes with the photochromic options and the interchangeable options. Off from that, we have the Electron, which is a full frame piece. Um, again, same features as far as the interchangeability and the photochromic options. Um, again, just with a different, little bit different styling, it's going to be a small to medium fit. And, and one of the things that I think throws people, even though it is a full frame piece, which means that the frame goes around the whole lens, you can still interchange those lenses? Correct. Yeah, yep, you sure can. The material that we use in the frames is called Grillamid. Um, it's what a lot of people use for uh, sports sunglass frames, but it's nice and pliable so that you can pull the, the frame apart, pop the lens out, and then pop a new one back in. Yep. Um, from that, we've got a fashion style, which is called the Quantum. Um, it's going to have the same polycarbonate lenses, uh, the same grill mid frames that the other styles are going to use, um, but it's going to be in a little bit more fun colors. You aren't going to have the rubber at the nose piece and at the temples, um, so it's not really made for riding, um, but if you wanted to, you still could ride in it. Um, this is going to be a $50 retail piece, um, but again, just something that's a little bit more fun for riding off, for riding off the bike. Um, and then I've got the Xenon, which is going to be our price point piece. Uh, this is a single lens. Uh, still the polycarbonate lens, so the safety is still there. Still the grillamid frame. You do have rubber um, at all the contact points. Um, it comes with just a cleaning bag, and that'll be at a forty dollars retail point. So your your price points are, are really reasonable, uh, and so people are going to be thinking, okay, reasonable price points. They're a helmet company. What do they know about optics? So tell everybody a little bit about your optics and and how you compare to. What, what they're maybe used to now. Sure, sure. Optically, um, we're going to be very similar to what a lot of the other guys are, are using, even in the higher price points. Um, the interchangeable styles, the Electron and the Argon, are going to be using a Zeiss lens. Um, that's the same lens that Jiro was using um, when they had a, a sunglass line. Um, so we do have a very good optics story there. Um, everything else is going to be polycarbonate. 
So again, it's going to be shatterproof and it's decentered so that you're optically up and down, side to side. You're going to have an optically correct lens, and that's on all the styles. So when you say decentered, in other words, when when I'm sort of looking for peripheral vision, I'm not getting any warping in the lens. Right, right. If you don't have a decentered lens, a lot of your gas station really cheapo twenty dollar you know sunglasses don't have a decentered lens, and the the problem is your eyes are always trying to center themselves, and so after you wear them for a good half hour, it's going to give you a headache. Because um, you don't have that decenter lens, so all, the entire line has a decenter lens, and it's just varying the thickness of that lens up and down, and side to side, so that it's going to be optically correct and match the curve of your eye. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of a headache, if I'm out on a long ride, temples of my glasses tend to make my head hurt a little bit. Y- you've found a solution for that. Tell everybody about that. I have found a solution for this, and there'll be more to come for this uh, as we get closer to Interbike and Eurobike. Um, the idea is that we we took the magic buckle uh, magnetic. Uh, clasp that we launched last year and we wanted to expand that into an eyewear um, system that worked with the laser helmet so what we've done is we've taken a, a sunglass and we lobbed off the temple we took magnets similar to what we have in the the magic buckle and integrated them into the front strap of the helmet and then put opposing magnets on these two little temple pieces that are on the side of a lens. Um, so the, effectively, the sunglass is going to be in the same place that it would be if it had temples. But because of the magnets, that's going to keep it in place. I'll idea just a little, little bit more than you would with a standard style because you can go in and out and up and down, um, but not have those temple pieces. So what happens when I stop short? You stop short, they stay in place. <laughs> the testing we've done, they stay in place. We're using, um, we're using a strong magnet, but not too strong. Um, a lot of people that we've done t- testing with have been worried about cell phones, using cell phones and stuff like that with them. It's not that strong of a magnet, um, but they're, uh, they stay in place. They stay put. So, When will people be able to find lasers eyewear in their local dealer uh we're going to be looking of uh fall of 2011 is when the 2012 product's going to be out um we'll have the the magneto magneto is the style that we're calling the templeless you know magnet system we'll have that out um at uh, like i say eurobike and interbike um and then dealers will be able to start uh, ordering stuff uh in the fall of this year and will they be able to find any information on the laser website between now and then, or is this something that they're going to have to patiently wait for? We'll start dropping some, uh, some we'll start leaking some info, um, be it on Facebook, on Twitter, on, on our website um, of, the, uh, of the line, uh, and kind of get everybody a little bit excited about it um, between now and when we do the, the official launch. But yeah. So before we move on to Chris, tell, tell everybody where they can find your website and Facebook and Twitter and, and all the information about laser in general, but you know, as they want to watch for these new models uh, arriving. Indeed. Lasersport.com is the website and Chris for Twitter and for Facebook. Laser helmets. Laser helmets. There you are. All right. We're going to move over to Chris. Thank you very much. And Chris, tell us what's new in laser helmets this year. Lots. Do we have maybe two or three hours that we could devote to it? I'll just focus on what we're most excited about. Um, uh, people familiar with laser helmets are going to be familiar with our Rolsys retention system, which really allows the rider to customize the the fit and the feel of the helmet, uh, not only when they just put the helmet on, but also while they ride. It's a, a thumb wheel located on the top surface of the helmet. It's very easy to access just with one finger of one hand. So you can make adjustments to it while you ride and really customize the feel of the helmet depending upon your particular riding situation. We have had some feedback from riders uh, regarding the rear section of the Rolsus system and how it uh, um, fits on the rider's head. Uh, Maybe that rear Rolsus, uh, we call it the basket, uh, is not in the right position for some riders. 
So uh, we've got a, a, a new modification to the Rolsa system for two of our mountain bike helmets for 2012. The Nirvana and the Oasis helmets will actually have a adjustable basket Rolsas, which is a, a ratcheting system. allows you to move the rear section of the Rolsa system up and down the back of the rider's head and really allow them to customize the way, specifically the rear section of the Rolsas uh, fits on their head and just, just give the rider more customization to make the helmet more comfortable for them. In addition to that, uh, we have a, a, a new system that we're going to deploy in two of our children's helmets for 2012, and that is uh, MIPS, which is uh, multiple uh, impact protection system. So one day I'll remember this acronym, but uh, for us it's MIPS. Uh, it's a Swedish institute uh, that is funded by the uh, uh, Royal Society. Uh, it's a, it's a, a separate uh, institute, obviously, from, from Laser, but they've been developing the system for a while. And I believe that Laser is the first bicycle company that is going to be deploying the system in uh, bicycle helmets for 2012. Basically, uh, very easy to describe what MIPS does. It, it's, it's serving the same purpose that your scalp serves at walking speed uh, but obviously you need more protection at at cycling speed but if at walking speed if you trip and fall and you hit your head what your scalp does is help isolate your skull and your brain from uh, the potential for uh, rotational uh, injury rotational impact uh, rotational injury uh, what the scalp does is it's just for a fraction of a second it, it adheres to the surface of whatever your head hits uh, and allows your skull and your brain to kind of continue along the same direction of travel. Uh, and, and again, we're just talking about milliseconds here, but that's all that's required to help prevent the, the real devastating effects of, of rotational brain injury. Uh, so at walking speed, your scalp is, is sufficient to help with that. But at, at riding speeds, you need a little bit more. So what, what the MIPS system does, uh, it's a, an insert that goes into the helmet. The helmet is built around this insert. Uh, it's attached in one single point, And in the event of an impact, that system breaks loose from the shell of the helmet. The shell serves the, the same purpose that the scalp serves and uh, uh, will adhere just for a fraction of a second to whatever surface uh, the, the helmet hits and isolates uh, basically the MIP system and the rest of your head from uh, the potential for that rotational injury. We'll have some more information on this um, uh, system on our website soon. Uh, and we are deploying this in two of our children's helmets that were designed specifically to be compatible with this MIP system. Um, children being our, our most important customer uh, as far as laser is concerned. Uh, but it is our intention to bring this MIP system into uh, uh, our adult helmets uh, at some point soon as well. Is that MIP system available on the kids' helmets now, or is that something that's coming soon? We, uh, we, we offer uh, a version of those helmets without the MIP system. It will be coming with the MIP system for 2012. I'm, I'm hoping to see that uh, uh, available uh, in the markets uh, this fall or, or hopefully before the first of the year. But it, it, it will absolutely be in the line for 2012. Now, you've got a new Urban line, and I noticed you've also got a, a special edition of that. So talk us through that. Yeah, we've got a new helmet called Armor, which is uh, kind of an updated, higher-tech version of your traditional bucket helmet. It's an in-molded uh, helmet, so it's very lightweight. Uh, we've got some air channeling uh, uh, brought into the helmet, so it's nice and comfortable and cool. Uh, basically just a, a much more sophisticated version of your traditional bucket helmet. Uh, we have a special edition version, the support Japan version of the armor helmet, where some proceeds uh, from laser the sale of that helmet 
Uh, our distributors are going to be uh, contributing to this. We're hoping our, our dealers and the uh, end customer will contribute as well, basically to help uh, Japan recover from the devastating earthquake and tsunami from uh, March 11th of this year. So that's the, the Support Japan Special Edition, limited edition version of the, uh, the new armor helmet that we'll have for this year. If the consumer buys the helmet, as you said, some of the proceeds are going to Japan from Laser and hopefully from the distributor. Uh, if the consumer wants to also donate on their own, is there going to be some way for them to do that? Yeah, we'll include a card with the helmet that explains that our donation is going to the International Red Cross. And if they want to really maximize uh, the potential for, for helping Japan recover from this, this devastating event, that, that they can make a contribution on their own uh, to the International Red Cross as well. And you said limited edition, so when will it be available and how many will there be so that people can get them before they're gone? It uh, de- uh, depends from country to country how many the, uh, the, the distributor orders. They're basically given one opportunity to order, uh, so it depends on what kind of uh, uh, investment the distributor wants to make to bring in that quantity of helmets. My understanding is that they will be available in the market in August of this year. Chris, once again, how can people get more information about laser? Lasersport.com is our website. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Laser Helmets. And um, just uh, Google search with Laser Helmets or Laser Sport and it'd be very easy to find all of our social media sites. And for those of you who don't know, that's L A Z or Z E R. Chris and Brian, thank you so much for your time today. You bet, David. Thank you. We're in the Wahoo Fitness Suite. I'm with Chip Hawkins. He's the founder of Wahoo Fitness. Now, I spoke with you guys at Interbike last year, and I saw a prototype of a product, which is a case for an iPhone that allows for, or the concept of, and it allows for uh, Ant Plus communication to the iPhone, which isn't built into the iPhone. But now I'm looking at a production product. Take me through the product. Obviously, there'll be pictures on the website for people, but explain the product we're looking at. We have a um, an iPhone case. It will work with the iPhone 3G, 3GS, or 4, uh, completely shockproof and weatherproof. Um, we have, right now, a standard bike mount and an aero bar mount, depending on uh, which type of bike you prefer to ride. We also, um, included in the case, have the Ant Plus radio and we provide an open API, so we have over 60 apps that support it. Um, our own app uh, is, is free, and several of the other apps are free as well. But you uh, really have your choice. Uh, if you're, you, It's likely that the app you're currently using, if you train with your iPhone, is, uh, is supporting our hardware. So let me go back a couple of questions based on what you said. First of all, you talked about a bike mount and the case. Let's talk about the case first. Uh, a lot of people are worried. I'm going to have my iPhone on my handlebars. I don't know what kind of weather. What if I crash? Discuss the durability of the case and how it protects the iPhone. It is um, basically completely encases the iPhone in rubber, silicone, and hard polycarbonate. Um, you could literally throw the phone against a brick wall um, and, and it is going to be fine. Please don't do it, um, but you can. Uh, and it's, um, it's waterproof to IPX5, which, which uh, you know, in layman's terms means don't submerse it, but um, you're safe in really any storm that you could get in. So um, you know, the, the goal with the product was I want to ride with the iPhone on my handlebars, and I want to have a product that lets me do that safely, and, and that's what we've accomplished. 
And what about the mount itself? We were talking about that a few moments ago. Describe how it mounts to the bike. And you also mentioned aero bar, so let's talk about that as well. Yeah, the case itself has a rail on the bottom that we um, that we're using kind of as a global solution for different mounts. Um, today we have a standard bike mount that uh, utilizes zip ties, allows you to mount it in landscape or portrait mode, um, and we have an aero bar mount that uh, mounts you know against each bar and and allows you to set the phone directly between above or below uh, the bars. Um, and we're also working on a mount you know that would let you clip it to a spin bike, for instance. Um, so the rail is the unique part uh, that allows you to put different mounts on the case depending on the use. And uh, because there is a radio and because it's receiving data, and in some cases, even transmitting uh, for some telemetry uploads. What about battery life on the phone? Uh, you know, in our experience, the the worst case scenario is uh, cycling, where you would have the screen on, full brightness, um, using the GPS, and uh, and a lot of the apps offer telemetry. So you're sending out data using the, the 3G connection. Uh, what we found is you get about three and a half hours in that in that use case. Um, if you if you take any of those out, turn off telemetry, you added you know forty five minutes to an hour. Turn off GPS, you add an hour. So you know depending on what you're trying to do, if you want it in your back pocket and with the screen off, you add you know you're up to over four hours. Uh, so so you know based on based on those numbers, we said you don't need a battery in the case for a lot of rides. Um, so we didn't. We made it as small as we possibly could, and then uh, and then we've we've created an external battery that's kind of integral to it that you can that you can snap on uh, that that gives you an additional six hours in that worst case scenario it's a two and a half amp hour battery so roughly twice one and a half to two times the size of the internal battery okay so certainly a long event more than a century uh for some people perhaps a double not for me but maybe for others uh you, you talked about uh um, an api that you have for your app. I want to come back to your app in a moment, but an API, explain to people what that means and what the result of that has been. Yeah, so so the API basically allows any app developer to have an easy way to implement any of the AMP Plus devices, whether it's a, a power meter, a speed and cadence sensor, a heart rate monitor, a foot pod, a treadmill, a, a rowing machine. Um, you know, we have taken that low-level ant radio stuff and made it into easy-to-use uh, methods and objects for um, for app developers, and so and we've made that freely available to the app community. So, uh, because the iPhone was out for a few years before our hardware, there's apps that are fantastic that were basically handicapped. Uh, you know, a running app without heart rate is is handicapped. A cycling app without cadence is handicapped. So, um, what we found is that the apps are very very welcome with uh, to, to utilize our technology, and we've had a great uptake. Um, we have over sixty apps in the App Store that use our hardware now, and uh, it's been a it's been a great experience. You mentioned uh, earlier to me uh, some apps that I think people are probably already familiar with in the cycling and running space. So, what are some of the apps that people might already know that will be compatible with your hardware? Um, you know, it's it's a very global market. Um, the the ones in the U.S. that that people know definitely would be uh, Map My Fitness, um, Map My Track, or Map My Ride, and Map My Run. Um, also, Runkeeper, a great partner for us. Um, and then, you know, depending if you live in Austria, you would certainly know Psychtastic or Runtastic. Um, and 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 Mondo comes to mind um, in uh, Denmark. Um, so it, it, it's it's global. Um, usually, it, there's there's the most popular app in in your country, and they probably support our hardware. 
Um, but but usually, um, you know, most of the big ones uh, already are, are released or, you know, are, are probably working on it. Now, Chip, at the beginning, I mentioned that you're the founder. Uh, so this was your idea, your vision, uh, and you showed me your app, which for somebody like me and probably some of my listeners has everything we've always looked for. I mean, it's a kitchen sink app as far as I'm concerned. Explain to everybody about how you came up with the idea and about what you've put into your app that I haven't seen, even in some of the highest end dedicated cycling computers. Well, this was really, um, you know, the, the evolution of uh, me as a triathlete and a, and a tech geek, um, making a product. And so, you know, the app, uh, the app was kind of what I dreamed of what an app should be. Um, and, and, take that for what it is. I'm a tech geek, so it's not necessarily mass market, but yes, you can do pretty much anything you can dream of, and uh, we're still adding more. Uh, we use a system of triggers and actions that lets you you know, tune into where your cadence is or your heart rate is and do a certain thing, send a tweet, um, you know, design your own screens. Uh, so it's really just uh, kind of the, the, the engineer's number guy's app. Um, and, and we've kind of loaded kitchen sink of, uh, I saw kind of the functionality of the existing high end cycling computers as the base and then build from there because the iPhone has the extra capabilities of 3g and those sort of things. One of the things that I noticed, uh, training stress and intensity factor, which are, if you're a training peaks person, something that you're used to and something that I think I've only seen in maybe one other cycling computer, but you've gone even beyond that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I love the um, nor- mean max intervals. Uh, so, yeah, we have a 20-second max power, one minute, 20 minutes, uh, one hour. Um, so, yeah, actually, while you're riding, you can get your uh, your your normalized power curve uh, or your power curve instead of waiting till you upload it at the end of the day. Uh, um, I also saw uh, yesterday you did a demonstration of live telemetry. And I know that that was something that you sort of built for press camp, but there are live telemetry services that you connect to. So if someone wants, uh, their friends or family can be following them along as they're doing their rides, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, what, what we've given people is the ability to do live telemetry during the ride. Um, several of our app partners have that capability. It, it's really amazing because you also have two-way capability. So now, now your, your friends can cheer you on. They can send you a message via text, and it'll get transcribed and read to you in your ear if you're using headphones. Um, really amazing things are possible. And at the end of your ride or your run, uh, and you want to send this to your favorite uh, data service. What data services does your app specifically upload to? Uh, yeah, that again, me as a data nut, um, like to put things everywhere. So uh, right now we have uh, the ability to upload to Map My Ride, um, Strava, Garmin Connect, Nike Plus. Uh, I think that's it. And and you can email the files in TCX. PWX uh, or CSV format to yourself uh, if you want to do your own your own thing. So again, you're a training per- peaks geek like I am. Just use the app, press a button, and it's uploaded. Right, right. The end of the workout, you can uh, you you know one button upload to all those sites um, all you know at the same time. So then you can go on the on the internet and and examine them later. Share them. Explain to everybody what comes in the package when they buy it. 
So, so our our primary product um, that we sell, we sell as a bike pack. Um, so you get the bike case, you get two sleeves that uh, that allow it to a, a real tight custom fit for the three G or the four. So two different rubber sleeves depending on on which phone you have. Uh, and you get the bike mount, and then um, in the bike pack, we also include a speed and cadence sensor, and that's one forty nine. Um, if you already have a speed and cadence sensor, or a duo trap, that sort of thing, um, for one nineteen, we have the the or 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 a power meter, uh, we have just the the case itself for, for one nineteen. And uh, you've also got an armband uh, sitting here on the table. Is that a product of yours as well? Yeah, again, that's a, that's a, that's a product of need. Um, <laughs> I live in Atlanta where it's hot, and I tend to sweat when I work out. And uh, I couldn't find an armband on the market that, uh, that you could sweat or get caught in the rain in. And so I created one. So, yes, we have a Wahoo Fitness armband for running. Um, it holds our dongle really well. Uh, it holds the 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 cord for the headphones and you can get caught in the rain and not ruin your phone, which, you know, to me, it's un, it's not really imaginable to have an armband for running and not have it have a water resistant nature. And, and as far as I know, there are none on the market that do other than ours. Uh, and, uh, if you've already got an ant plus heart rate monitor, you've already got an ant plus power meter, uh, is Wahoo fitness already compatible? It is. It is. Any Ant Plus uh, device actually works fine, and we're even able to go back and add um, support for legacy devices. So, uh, for instance, we're, we're adding Sunto support now. They're, um, they're not Ant Plus, but they use the Ant Radio, and they've shared their, their protocols with us, so we're able to go in and make them compatible as well. So, can you, uh, With your app, can you set it up for multiple bikes? So, for instance, if I've got a time trial bike with one kind of power meter and, and one kind of cadence sensor, and then I've got my regular road bike, again, with a different power meter, uh, can I set up your app so that it senses each of those as I move my Wahoo bike pack from one place to the other? Yes, we um, again kind of the kitchen sink kitchen sink approach with our app. You can go pair as many power meters into the app as you want. You can name them, give them custom configurations for uh, you know uh, circumference and that sort of thing. And tell everybody once again where they can find more information and once again a little bit about uh, uh, the pricing of the product. Right, our bike pack is available for um, one forty nine uh, at wahoofitness.com. Also, REIs and uh, hopefully several more retailers uh, soon, uh, and many of our app partners also carry it on their websites. Um, and our run pack is uh, one nineteen, and that would be a dongle uh, for running and a heart rate strap. Chip, it's a, it's your vision is a reality, and it's it's a nice reality. Congratulations, and thanks for spending the time with me. Oh, thank you very much. I'm in the Tifosi suite at uh, Press Camp. I'm with Jerry and Matt. And Jerry was just telling me the story behind the brand. Now, I think a lot of Fredcast listeners already know what the name means, but you can remind those who don't. And then tell us a little bit about the story behind the brand of what I've already seen is a really amazing eyewear company. David, the name really does symbolize what we stand for and that is the avid sport fan all of our products are designed for specific sport we are a sports sunglass company we're not don't look for us in the department store you won't find us there so we're not a fashion piece looking for a customer we're not trying to take a a, a, just a fashion sunglass and try to tell a sports story every one of these models that we make are made designed engineered 
in-house by our own R&D, our co-founder of the company. And they are all designed for a specific sport function. How old is the company and how did it start? started eight years ago by Joe and Elizabeth Early. Uh, they had been uh, bike reps and came from that avid cyclist background and decided they wanted to get into the eyewear and felt that there was a niche in the industry for top, top quality sunglass that would have all these technical features that we've been showing you today at an unbelievable price. It typically is about a third to a fourth of what most other brands are charging. So the whole idea of premium sunglass, lowest price, is is a novel idea in today's world, isn't it? Where you actually get better quality at the lowest price. And so we have found a, a really a, a welcome audience with consumers out there who want that. Now, Matt, we were talking about some of the technical features. What are some of those features that differentiate Tifosi from some of the other brands in the market? Well, some of our technical stuff, we have fully adjustable ear, fully adjustable nose pieces. Our lenses, our new uh, photochromatic phototech lenses, they transition in the sunlight. We went to a new material, NXT, a Trivex lens. They actually transition faster. They're lighter and stronger than, than your other photochromatic lenses out there. Um, great price point, $69.95, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of good technical features. Now, you were mentioning the NXT. Uh, a lot of lenses are, are polycarbonate. What's the difference between a polycarbonate and an NXT? Well, polycarbonate, great material, the difference with the the phototech lenses is polycarbonate actually has a coating. It's a photo. All the photochromes are a coating on the outside of the lens. With the NXT lenses, the Trivex material, you can actually embed the photochromes in the lens, so it actually is less scratch resistant. It's they're actually they actually transition faster. They're lighter and they're stronger. Uh, so a more scratch-resistant lens uh, transitions faster. What about the optics? Uh, what will people notice when they put on a pair of your glasses? For, for the NXT lenses, they're actually a, a clearer lens um, on a scale from 10 being glass. They're around an 8, polycarbonate 7, 6. So you're going you're gonna to see a crisper, clearer lens. You talked about uh, some of the earpieces uh, uh, being uh, hydrophilic. Explain what that's going to mean when you're actually out there riding. Well, the hydrophilic rubber that comes with all of our glasses, the more you sweat, the more it's going to tack to your face. It actually gets tacky, nice and sticky. You know, the, the adjustability, too, is great on that hydrophilic rubber. So when you're riding, the more you sweat, the more it's going to tack to your face when you're bumping around, you know, mountain biking, even road riding. What about the lenses themselves? Any features that are specific to cycling, uh, whether it's cooling your face or keeping the sweat away from the lenses? We actually have vented lenses on a lot of our models. The, the, the ventilation does help. Also, the adjustability of the frame itself to get it you know, off your face more, especially if it's 1,000% humidity out there. You need to get it off your face a little bit more, but that, that helps out a lot. Yeah. You, you mentioned the price point, and I think that that might be surprising to some people because from what I've seen today, no pun intended, is that, that you've got some really superior features in your glasses, yet you're far below the competition. Uh, explain some of the price points, and how do you do it? Well, our price points go from thirty nine ninety five up to eighty nine ninety five. Eighty nine ninety five being our highest polarized photochromatics. They actually they're a phototech lens. They'll transition to sunlight, and they're polarized, but Keeping our price point below that $100 is a real good sweet spot for us. 
Um, they just, people will try on higher price point models, then try ours on, you know, over that $100 price point, try ours on, hey, $70 for a phototech lens. Toe-to-toe, same quality. They're starting to scratch their heads about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's just a great thing. And, you know, um, just keeping that price point low. So at eighty nine ninety nine, I'm getting you know a, a frame, one lens. Do I have to buy extra lenses? Do I have to buy a case? How, what what, come, what goes with uh, the glasses? All of our glasses, um, the photochromatics, just come with the one lens because all the technology is in the lens. But they come with a case, cleaning bag. You get all those and the interchangeable models. They'll come with a standard smoke, AC red, and a clear lens. Your case and cleaning bag also. And those are fifty nine ninety five for the interchangeable models. So interchangeable lenses, all that other uh, the, the case, the, the cleaning cloth, all at a, a pretty amazing price point. Correct, yeah. So Jerry, tell me how that translates then into market share, because I think a lot of people are familiar with some of those uh, other brands uh, that everybody sees a, a lot around. At your price points, I've got to think that that's got to be really helping your sales as well. It is, and we have seen our market share grow every year. Uh, just looking last year to this, uh, in the bike industry, we grew from 26 to 32% market share. In the run industry, we're up to 56% market share. When you look then across all run specialty and all bike specialty retail shops, Tifosi is the number one selling sunglass in all run specialty and bike specialty across the industry. It is the preferred brand. And then when you look at the best-selling sunglass models across all brands, you're looking at uh, seven, seven and eight out of ten in the run and bike specialty retail are Tifosi models. So we're not only the best-selling brand, but when you look at the depth of what sunglass models are selling, most of them are Tifosi. And, and of those models, what are the specific models that the that the, the that are the best-selling of the Tifosi brands, so that the, the customers can get a chance to maybe go to your website and see what those look like? Well, we've got some perennial. They're, they're always the the lead horses, if you will, in the race. Our Slip and Tyrant are consistently number one and two. They they battle back and forth for one and two. Our Vogel, our uh, our Alp, our Pave, our Logic, the Logic, which is a solid shield piece, kind of a one lens all the way across. Beautiful piece. And we're just rolling out a brand new for 2012, that shield piece and an extra large for big guys like me. That, uh, that actually need a no- what I call normal-sized guys like me that need a larger uh, shield piece. But we have some fantastic styles here. But clearly, Slip, Tyrant, Logic, Pave are you know, some of our top of the line. Okay, and, and, and each of those below $89. Yeah, in fact, most of ours, if you're looking at the interchangeable, you're looking at you know, $59.95. And Matt, tell me a little bit though about uh, uh, the the warranty on your your frames and on your lenses, and, and what people can expect when you know every once in a while it can happen. There may be a problem. What can they expect from Tifosi? A lifetime warranty on manufacturer's defects. If you deem it a manufacturer's defects, we take care of it. We stand behind our product a hundred percent. That's it. And. W- an American company, uh, where are you based? We're based out of Athens, Georgia, actually a little town called Watkinsville. Okay. Nice. And uh, if people want more information, they want to check out some of the brands, uh, pardon me, some of the models that we've talked about today, where can they go to get more information? And 
where can they find the brand uh, in their local community? Glad you asked. If they'll go to tefosioptics.com, in the upper left on our webpage, we have a, a two points there, two links. One is a product link that will just give you a breakdown of all of our product families in alphabetical order, the style and the different color combinations and lens choices. And then also there is a link there for where to buy. So they can go in and just enter a zip code or a state, and it will give them a list of dealers nearest them. And also uh, we have domestic dealers, you know, your brick-and-mortar dealers. We also have a number of uh, e-tailers like Zappos.com. And then also uh, for you know anybody who may be listening to you over the Internet, we have international distribution too. It's funny, Zappos you think of as a, as a shoe company, but they're, they're selling your glasses as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have a great relationship with Zappos, and uh, we love them, and they love Tafosi. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and thanks for, for taking me through the line. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm in the Cliff Suite. I'm with Chris Randall, as usual, and we're looking at some new Cliff products uh, on your core line some products that maybe people don't expect from Cliff, and some great initiatives. Let's start first with some of the core products, products that people are used to, but maybe in some new twists. Thanks, David. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, like uh, like you're saying, we've got a lot of new stuff. We've got about 10 new flavors uh, across Cliff and, and Mojo and our new Crunch Bars. Our Cliff Shot Gel has had a new facelift since the last time we talked. And then we've got something uh, under the Cliff brand that's maybe a little unexpected for people that we'll talk about in the end. So starting off with our uh, the original Cliff Bar, a flagship product, we've got a brand new flavor in coconut chocolate chip. You can start finding that in retail store shelves now. Um, it's made with organic coconut. It's a phenomenal tasting product. The other changes are that in some existing flavors with peanut toffee buzz, we've got um, some flavor upgrades. So we've got more peanut butter and a new toffee piece, so it tastes really great. And then we've actually made some changes to apricot, which is one of the three original Cliff Bar flavors. We've got uh, some new apricots in there and actually new and more apricots, so the taste is even better. You can look for those on store shelves this summer as well. Coming up in the fall, we've got a brand new seasonal flavor. So our seasonal program is where we make seasonally inspired flavors like peppermint stick, which is our new uh, new flavor. They come out in the fall. We make one one batch, if you will. They ship into retail store shelves, and when they're gone, they're gone. And you know, we have consumers who actually call us in the summer and say, you know, what's the new flavor, and when are they going to be out there? Because I don't want to miss it. So peppermint stick is it, and it should be on store shelves around the end of September. So I think with the, the flavors you've described so far, and coconut really, I mean, that speaks to me, and I think it, it's sort of a, a trending flavor in a lot of areas. Um, there's a famous international coffee company that's using a lot of coconut as well now. But with peppermint stick, it's sort of an unusual flavor for an athletic bar. What can people expect? What is it? And it's hard to describe, right, when you're, when you're speaking about it. But what can people expect for the flavor? Um, you know, it's a little bit, uh, it's like a candied peppermint. So it's a little bit sweet and it's, uh, it's got that nice peppermint aroma to it. And, and one thing that we try to do with all of our products, but these in particular is really just have fun with them. So it's a once a year, it's surprise consumers with something new and actually something unexpected. So I think to your point, peppermint stick is probably a little unexpected in, in a cliff bar or any energy bar. So, you know, when someone sees us on shelf, they're going to look at that and go, wow, that's neat. That's cool. I want to try it. So it's really just providing some variety and something unexpected. So moving into uh, the performance products, which I work on day to day, uh, we've got the brand new cliff shot energy gel. 
And since we last met, I think last year, we were in just in prototype packaging. So you can see it's got uh, the brand new creative on there. So you see the, the CliffShot logo. This particular flavor I'm looking at is Double Espresso. And actually on this, for the first time, we've got one of our highest performing athletes across the front of the package. Chris McCormick, who we've sponsored as a professional triathlete for almost 10 years now. He won the Ironman in Hawaii last October in a spectacular race, came down to the final mile of a 140-mile race. So we thought, you know, this guy is amazing. He just won this race for the second time in a, in a really thrilling fashion. We got to put his, his face and his name on the front of uh, his favorite flavor of CliffShot Energy Gel. So that's actually on store shelves now. You can see that on just that flavor. It's a, it's a great silver package, and it's all about speed and going faster. And just to, to remind everybody, when, when you said espresso, you were not mispronouncing the word. And I'm guessing that obviously it's play on words because of the two shots of caffeine in there. Correct. Yeah. Again, we wanted to have a little bit of fun. So it is double espresso EX. And this particular flavor does have 100 milligrams of caffeine. That's the equivalent of about two shots of, of espresso. So, you know, I tell people with these flavors, it's either before race, before hard training, or if, you know, your days is not going well and you need a little help to get up the final hill to get home, throw this one down and you will get going in a hurry. I guarantee it. That's what I'll be using in Italy. Okay. <laughs> so that's the cliff shot stuff. Moving over to Mojo and Crunch. So Mojo's are sweet and salty um, snack bar. So it's great for when you're off the bike and you're, um, you know, in, in more snacking mode. So we've got some new flavors there. We've got uh, dipped s'mores, so dipped in chocolate, so it tastes great. And then we've also got white chocolate macadamia nut. Our consumers have really gone wild over white chocolate mac in both Cliff Bar and Luna. So we thought, you know what, let's try this in Mojo. And with that little bit of saltiness, it just tastes really wonderful. And then finally, we've also got a chocolate almond coconut in Mojo, too. Moving on to Crunch. So Crunch, uh, we introduced last year at Press Camp, and that's our take on the granola bar. Um, it's got a great uh, soft and moist uh, texture to it. And one thing that we've tried to do is really be innovative with the flavors that we bring to market. So this year, um, no different from last, we're bringing uh, blue, blueberry crisp and uh, chocolate peanut butter to the market. So there's, uh, those flavors aren't available from any of our competitions. So it's something new and unique. Again, we've got a great soft texture, so they just go down really easy. And a lot of other bars are very dry, but ours are, ours are nice and moist. Now, you've used the words new and unique, and there's these bags over there with a product that I've talked about on the show before, but I think that people are not expecting from Cliff. Uh, tell everybody about that. Yeah, so the Cliff family winery has actually been making wine now for about four or five years. Uh, makes some great, great wine uh, grown and, and made up in the Napa Valley close to where our office is. But what we've done here is we've actually created an all-wine transport system. So it might sound like a fancy word, but essentially it's, it's a wine bladder. So it's a soft, uh, malleable bladder that can go into a backpack or a bike pinnier, great for traveling, so great for transport. Um, so the, the use side of it is great. What's, what's really nice is that because it's not glass, so glass is heavy to, to make and, and to ship around, the, the bags here uh, actually have an 80% less environmental footprint than wine made in bottles. So it's really nice from a sustainability standpoint. Also, um, the bags each hold about two bottles of wine. So from a value standpoint, it's, it's really great. And again, when you're traveling, you're on the road, you've got uh, one bag that's going to um, supply wine for a much longer time period. And then the other thing that's nice is um, when you start from the time that you open the wine, 
um, you have about a month where the wine is going to stay fresh and taste great. Unlike a bottle of wine, a bottle of red, for instance, when you open it after a couple of days, it's kind of spent. It's, it's not going to taste very good. These are going to be great up to a month after, after first opening. Um, we make a Cabernet Sauvignon, and then we also make a Chardonnay So um, for red lovers and white lovers alike. So uh, we'll send you one of those for your trip, David. Which is so if you're if hello Utah Alcoholic Board don't listen to that. Um, so uh, a couple of things you were showing me on the computer, some really nice initiatives. First of all, starting with the two mile challenge, uh, which is something that I think some people are familiar with, but I think it bears reminding people what it's all about. I know we talked about it in, at Interbike probably two years ago, but tell people what the Two Mile Challenge is about, how they can get involved, and, and what the benefits are. Yeah, so Two Mile Challenge is really about inspiring people to get out of their cars to do simple errands and trips that happen within two miles of your home. So a lot of those trips, unfortunately, people just habitually get in their car and, and they drive. And whether they're a block or two blocks away, they just do that because that's what they've always done. So it's, it's asking people to ask themselves that question, can I do this in a different way? So if you come to twomilechallenge.com, you can enter into a team, either the gold, red, or blue team, and actually um, the teams are pitted against each other, so there's a little bit of competition there. And the teams that end up um, logging the most commute miles, either on foot or by biking, um, will actually help direct Cliff Bar's funds to certain nonprofits. And uh, Cliff Bar's committed to giving away $100,000 in funds to various nonprofits, and the teams will actually direct um, the funds to which nonprofits those go to. So you can log on there and hopefully get inspired to get out of your car and, uh, and meet the moment. And, and, and the, really the point there is so many of us get in our cars for the shortest, dumbest trips. Get on your bike. Instead of polluting, instead of using gas, helping the environment, helping yourself, but get on your bike. Absolutely. I mean, the bike is a, is a wonderful tool for a lot of simple trips that we make. And, and I think it's just it's changing your mindset and, and just thinking about your bike is the best way to get you there instead of your car. And you're not using gas. You don't have to deal with parking. You don't have to deal with crazy drivers. Um, you get on your bike, you get some exercise, and, and you do something good for the environment. Now, you also showed me another initiative that Cliff has started. This one, really, really cool, and in my mind, very inspirational. Tell people about Meet the Moment. Yeah. So Meet the Moment is a brand-new program that we launched uh, back in May, and it is. It's it's meant to be inspirational. So what consumers can do is go to meetthemoment.com, and they can upload an image and create a set of words around their image that's um, sort of meant to document and share um, why their moment was inspiring. So if you come to Meet the Moment, you'll see a whole gallery of images that you can look specifically at across a different variety of sports. So they'll be skiing, they'll be rock climbing, they'll be trail running, they'll be cycling, and then people create their own uh, word collages just describing and documenting why it was so cool. Um, as you upload your moments, Cliff Bar is also going to donate $5 for every moment that's uploaded up to $100,000 as well. And then if Cliff Bar actually receives 10,000 moments by August 1, then we'll actually double our donation to various nonprofits, which include IMBA, Winter Wild Lands Alliance, the Surfrider Foundation, and a couple of others. Uh, and there's a great video that you showed me. So if people sort of, sort of want to get inspired to participate in Meet the Moment, uh, where can people find that video? 
Yeah, so you can either go to cliffbar.com to our homepage, and there's a shorter version of the Meet the Moment on Cliff TV, which is right there on the homepage. And then if you'd like, that's about a two-and-a-half-minute video. And if you'd like to uh, view the entire video, that's about five minutes long. Just go to Meet the Moment, and it'll be on the first page that, that you open up. And as, as, as we started looking through it, it is kind of addictive. You scroll through and there's photo after photo after photo of these great athletic moments, outdoor moments that people are having. There's one on the screen with somebody scuba diving, somebody mountain climbing, uh, running, doing all kinds of different things outdoors. And it really does inspire you to want to get up, get out, and meet your own moment. Absolutely. It's, it's all about the excitement that you feel, the, the inspiration that you feel when you're in the outdoors. And if you're riding bikes, it's like that moment when, you know, you find yourself climbing a hill and it feels easy and you got a smile on your face and you're not struggling. And it's just, you get into that zone and it's a way of coming back and sort of documenting that and sharing that with your friends. Nice. All right. Let's go through each of the the different websites that we talked about, where people can get information on the product so that everyone knows uh, where they can find everything we discussed. Yep. So the, the three main places to go are, of course, cliffbar.com. So all of the products, whether it's uh, the original Cliff Bar, Cliff Shot, Cliff Crunch, Cliff Mojo, can all be found through cliffbar.com. Meet the Moment is through meetthemoment.com, and Two Mile Challenge is also through twomilechallenge.com. That's great, Chris. Always great to see you. Great to see even more innovation from Cliff. And uh, have a great time here at Press Camp, and thanks for your time. Thanks, David. I appreciate it. Take care. And that's it for episode 180 of the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks once again to our sponsor for this week's show, Jensen USA. Go to jensenusa.com slash thefredcast. Check out that amazing deal that they've got going on on a number of different Shimano wheel sets. We thank Jensen USA so much for their support of the Fredcast, and we thank you for your support of Jensen USA. If you want to contact me at any time, Feel free to do so. The email address is thefredcast at gmail.com. Our website is thefredcast.com or on Twitter, just simply Fredcast. Well, that's going to do it for this special episode number 180 of the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. I'll be back tomorrow with another Fredcast from day two at press, con- press camp here in Deer Valley, Utah. In the meantime... Enjoy this wonderful Jimmy Bratcher song, but most of all, enjoy the ride.